Jesus handled it, and we want to make sure we're doing it the same exact way. Let's look at our foundation scripture, Matthew 4, 1 through 11. Foundation scripture. Let's look at the scripture. Matthew 4, 1 through 11, New King James Version. Then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, afterward he was hungry. Now when the tempter came to him, he said, now we, we, we learned earlier in this series that even though the tempter was there, he wasn't there with a red tail and a pitchfork. Uh, he was throwing, uh, which you want to see here, fiery darts. He was throwing thoughts at Jesus. Glory to God, all right? So, uh, and the tempter, he said, if you are the Son of God, command these stones to become bread. So he was trying to challenge Jesus to say, if you are who you really say you are, so he's throwing the thought. He's trying to get it at Jesus' mind. But look at how Jesus responds. But afterwards, he, on Jesus, afterwards he answered and said, It is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Boy, God, so Jesus' response to that didn't get into a big debate. He just spoke the word. Wow, okay. That sounds like it might be a process for us. Then the devil took him up into the holy city, set him on a pinnacle of the temple, and said to him, he's throwing another thought, throwing another thought, uh, if you are the son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written, he shall give his angels charge over you, and in their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against the stone. Uh, and je the devil, it was referencing the scripture. He was referencing Psalm 91, 11, 18, and 12. What? The devil even tried to use scripture against you. That's why you've got to always be spiritually discerned and continue to grow in the Lord and know what the word says and what this intent. Because he was trying to take it out of context. Alright, he was trying to he was trying to make Jesus think that he's like Jesus should be walking around like he's a man because he's the Lord. He's like, uh, just do this. But his goal was to try to get Jesus to worship him. And Jesus' response, he said, Jesus said to him, It is written again. You shall not tempt the Lord your God. Again, didn't get into debate. Jesus spoke the word. When those thoughts came, Jesus spoke the word. Uh-oh, sounds like it's a process for us. Sounds like there's a principle and a, and a uh, formula for us. Again, the devil took him up on an exceedingly high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. And he said to him, all these things I will give you if you will fall down and worship me. So he went in to worship the devil. And then Jesus said to him, Away with you, Satan, for it is written. Again, for it is written, for it is written. It's all Jesus said, for it is written. You shall worship the Lord your God, and him only you shall serve. Then the devil left him, and behold, angels came and ministered to him. So when the devil was throwing thoughts at Jesus, Jesus just cast them down just by saying the scriptures. And he kept doing it, because the devil kept doing it, and eventually the devil left. This sounds like it's a formula for us. Amen? So if Jesus did it, we can do the same thing. Amen? Now, that was uh, Matthew's version. Now, we look here at Luke's version. Uh, again, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, they are uh, gospel, they are writers of the, of the gospel, which is the good news. And they all uh, saw mostly similar things, but sometimes they saw different things. But they all came together as pieces of a puzzle. So we get the, the broader scope of what was happening during that time. So Luke's depiction also includes Luke 4 and 13, um, Luke and James version, and Luke's version also added, now when the devil had ended every temptation, he departed from him until an opportune time. So what does that mean? That means he, Jesus, uh, the devil threw thoughts, Jesus casted him out by the speaking of the scriptures, um, but then, the devil said, then it says he left before an opportune time. That means he came back and tried to try it again. 
Well, if he did that with, the, with Jesus, he's going to think he's going to try to do it with us. Praise God. Jesus gave us a formula. Amen? All right, so again, God's objective for this series is to get us to a place where we understand uh, not to take for granted the impact of both negative thoughts and blessed thoughts. Again, number one, not to take for granted the impact of both negative thoughts and blessed thoughts. All right? And then number two, uh, that we begin a lifestyle consistent with victory regarding our thoughts so we can continue to live the abundant life that Jesus came for. One of the reasons he came, the reference John 10 and 10, Jesus came, we may have life and life more abundantly. That's one of the reasons why he came. So uh, abundant life includes us doing well in every area, including us speaking to people about Jesus Christ and advancing the kingdom of God. Amen? Praise God. Now, so let's do some review. Uh, so one of the things God did was he was uncovering the enemy's plan. You can reference Ephesians 6 and 16. Again, reference Ephesians 6 and 16, New King James Version. Above on this is background, we were, uh, Paul was speaking about the, excuse me, the uh, full armor of God, which were, uh, again, we were, the background context was with the, some of the Roman soldiers and, and some of the gear they would wear when they would go into battle. Paul was liking that and using symbolism to say, these are some of the th types of things that we need to continue to have on already in us uh, to, to when we wake up in the morning time uh, to fight uh, some of the things the enemy may try to throw out so we are continuing to grow in our Lord and being spiritually prepared. Amen. And then down here in verse 16 it says, above all, taking the shield of faith with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. So the fire of the wicked one is referring to the devil. The fiery darts are the thoughts that he throws. So that being the case, he said one of the things we have to do is we have to walk in that, at that shield of faith so that we are uh, walking in faith, which is evidence of things hopeful, uh, evidence of things not seen. So we have to make sure that we are walking in the faith of God's word. So just like when Jesus spoke scriptures, we speak scriptures so that when the devil throws the fiery thoughts, we understand that that faith in God's scriptures and God's word will quench those fiery darts. Amen? Amen. Praise God. Praise God. All right. Now we said still uncovering the enemy's plan. We looked at uh, 2 Corinthians 11 and 14, 2 Corinthians 11 and 14, New King James Version. And no wonder, for Satan himself transformed himself into an angel of light. So what God was saying here is also we have to understand that when those fiery darts come, it will be it would be so cool and nice if we could always see the devil, like physically see, because it'd be make it make it so easy. But oh, that's the enemy trying to trying to get me off and I'll walk with the Lord. No, no, no. But the problem is he doesn't appear like that. He presents himself as an angel of light. So the thoughts that he throws aren't always things that at face value seem like they will be bad. So then how do we distinguish as we continue to spend time with the Lord and grow with the Lord and learn His Word and hear from the Holy Spirit, most importantly, as well, we, He will help us guide in terms of what type of thought that is. Amen? So when we know those thoughts, again, you see here in the point, you know, those thoughts will try to come across as subtle and appealing. They will be things that will try to seem like they will be things that we will want to do. But it's not the real us. Sometimes they try to appeal to our flesh, our whole carnal nature to get us to do things that the devil wants us to do or not, not what God wants us to do. Amen? Those are fiery darts. Alright? Now, so we're doing the enemy's, uh, uncovering the enemy's plan. So the enemy tried to come to us both through direct thoughts and indirect. So direct thoughts are those things that are getting the fiery darts in the right eyes, trying to appeal to our flesh. But, uh, the indirect thoughts, what we said was those start off as coming through words. They could be words 
uh, from people through the TV, through the radio, and all those things. And what happens is if we don't do something with those words, we then could, they then could turn into thoughts. And then we get, begin to thought, think, and meditate on those. So those, so the, so the enemy comes at us both with direct thoughts as well as indirect thoughts that start first with words. And if we don't do something with those words, those words can be thoughts we start to think about. Like, oh, that'd be kind of cool. Or, no, no, no. So we have to do something. That's why we got to do something with those words. Because again, we learned from the last screen, those words are going to seem appealing. They're going to seem like that. All right? You're going to present yourself as an angel of light. Again, those scriptures you can reference Ephesians 6 and 16. You reference Proverbs 15 and 4, and Proverbs 18 and 21. Again, that's a lack of the power of the tongue. So we got to make sure that the words that we're hearing are not deaf. All right? If we do, we got to do something with it. All right? So, so what we said was, why does the enemy come through this route? Why does he come with both direct thoughts and indirect thoughts? Well, his goal is with regards to thoughts in words, he wants those to be, he's going to present those as seeds. And the process is, those seeds, again, you see here, are negatively, we will unintentionally negatively water those seeds by not doing something with it. What does that mean? So when those thoughts come, or those words come, and we don't do something with it, we are negatively watering those bad seeds, alright? That being the case, how is that? Because we get, we get by either uh, letting it uh, sit, or we um, believe, or meditate, or even gaze on those thoughts or those words. So that being the case, if we don't do something with those, and we begin to negatively water by just thinking about them, watering them, you know, uh, believing, believing them, we can begin to water those seeds. Then what happens, again, furthering down the process, then that can get us to the point where, we, again, we've been gazing on it, then some temptation causes us with regards to want to commit some type of action, some type of sin. All right? Then that that seed, then with us watering it by not doing something with it, and then doing some action, it now becomes a tree. You know, if you plant it, plant some seeds in the ground. Certainly, if you're not planting fruit or vegetables, sometimes you're planting a, a tree. It can become a tree. All right? Now that tree begins to take root. Now it's getting harder and harder that even though you understand now you shouldn't be thinking this way, now you're trying to get it out of you and it seems like it's becoming kind of hard. Well, that's because that thought that we didn't do something with initially has now taken root. So now sometimes it becomes a little harder when thoughts come uh, or in terms of uh, the things we may have been thinking about, it seems like it's hard to get that action out of your life because you started committing some action. Well, that action all started with a thought. So you can stop the action, but just know where it started. It started with some words that came there, or a thought that came in, that over time we didn't do something with. Then we started committing some kind, of, some type of action, whatever the action was. Now that's taking root. It's becoming a tree and taking root. Now it's built up a stronghold. Okay? Now, it can be dealt with by the same process Jesus did, but we have to understand we're not ignorant of that means devices. We'll see here. All right? The devil's goal is to get us outside of God's plan. So again, we'll start to those words, they are seed, they get in us, we don't do something with them. That's, it's watering those bad seeds, then causes us or presents the opportunity for us to take some action, some type of sin, now that, that it's becoming a tree and it's taking some root. All right? Now when we want to stop the action that we know we shouldn't be doing, it seems like it's kind of hard. A lot of you know, sometimes we get on those merry-go-rounds. Well, it all started with a thought. All right? 
So it can be dealt with, and we go talk about that. But this is, again, understanding. The goal is to get us uh, outside of God's plan. Amen? Now, so I'm coming to Amy's plan. Let's look at uh, Matthew 7, 16b through 20. Matthew 7, 16b, uh, New Living Translation. Let's look, let's look at the principle here. Let's look at the principle here. Can you pick grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? A good tree produces good fruit, and a bad tree produces bad fruit. A good tree can't produce bad fruit, and a bad tree can't produce good fruit. So every tree that does not produce good fruit is chopped down and thrown into the fire. Yes, just as you can identify a tree by its fruit, so you can identify people by their actions. Now, in context there, uh, the scripture was talking about false prophets, all right? Um, but the so that's truth there, especially when it comes to what we talked about before, when it comes to, uh, well, in terms of uh, going to be with the Lord, certainly from the second coming and everything else. Uh, you're just talking about people who are choosing not to receive Jesus as the Lord and Savior. They were, they were bad trees, amen? They weren't producing. That's why they're going, to, they're going to get chopped down and go into the fire and up the going to hell and make a fire. That's the actual context. The principle that can be extracted here is this as well. A good tree produces good fruit, and a bad tree produces bad fruit. You can't get bad fruit from a good tree. You also can't get good fruit from a bad tree. So, when you think about what we were just talking about, when that thought comes in, and all those words that can come to thoughts as well, if we don't do something with it, we already talked about and we by uh, warning it, by not doing something with it, gazing on it, meditating on it, even believing it, that then becomes a tree. Well, that tree isn't going to that bad tree isn't going to produce good fruit because it's locked down in us, and we get into these actions where we're trying to stop. We're sincere. We're trying to stop doing whatever the thing is, but it's seemingly hard because it all started with a thought, and that tree won't produce by itself good fruit, because it's a bad tree. Amen? This is why thoughts are so very, very important. Alright? Now, uh, talk about a couple of righteous reasons to examine every thought. Uh, let's look at 1 Corinthians uh, 2, 15 through 16, New Living Translation. Those who are spiritual can evaluate all things, but they themselves cannot evaluate, be evaluated by others. For, who can know the Lord's thoughts? Who knows uh, enough to teach him? It does represent Isaiah 40, 13. But we understand these things, for we have the mind of Christ. So one of the reasons to examine every single thought is we have to understand that once we choose to receive Jesus, our Lord and Savior, we have the mind of Christ. That's a good thing. That's not being haughty. That's what the Word says. What does that say? That means we now have taken on the likeness of Christ so the things that he would do, the same mind that he had when he was down here on earth and while he's up in heaven, right hand, the throne of God, we have those same thoughts because he's downloading what we should be thinking, what our minds should be thinking about through the Holy Spirit. He's telling, so we have the mind of Christ. Right? So that's one reason why we want to examine every thought. Because if, if Christ is our standard and he's telling us what types of things we should be thinking about and meditating on, if it's not like that, then we should be examining every thought to say, okay, this is not like a Christ-like thought process. Let me get rid of it. Now, to continue to have the mind of Christ, we said it before, we have to continue to feed the mind. 
to continue to have the mind of Christ we have, but we got to continue to, to feed the mind. Because the Bible does talk about a falling away. People can walk away from Christ. So once you receive Jesus, the Lord say, I know there's a doctrine out there, um, and just believe God for, for revelation. Once you're saved, it's not that you're always saved guaranteed. We have to continue to develop that, because the Bible does talk about a falling away. God never leaves us, so it's not like we get saved and God's like, you commit that sin so you're out. No, that's not what happens. People choose over time to walk away unknowingly because they start doing things, but then they find themselves becoming callous to the things of God and they begin to walk away. Amen. So it's not that God leaves or it kicks us out based on the sin we did yesterday, especially if we uh, confess our sins, he's faithful just to forgive us of our sins and because of all unrighteousness, First John 1, 9. It's not that. People walk away from God. So the once saved, always saved, isn't a really biblically accurate doctrine. Yes, we're, we're sealed, and we continue on our walk with God, then yes, we're definitely sealed, definitely going to heaven, yes. But we've got to make sure that we've got to continue to do the things to continue to develop in Him. So some of the things we need to do to continue to feed that mind is that one, we need to spend time with God. Number two, we need to spend time in God's Word. That's both His physical Word, with His, you know, the physical Word studying, studying to show ourselves approved. That's also going, reviewing messages. God's planning meals for us. Whatever service you're going to, whether it's digitally or in person, God is planning a meal. We don't want to turn His plate down. That's disrespectful. So we want to make sure that it's disrespectful to God, not to the pastors. This is God's message. So we want to make sure that we are spending time opening His Word about the Scriptures and also studying the words that He's given us we should be referring back to the Word. And then also taking time, number three, to hear, not only to hear from the Holy Spirit, but then yield to what the Holy Spirit is telling us to do. Alright? That's how, this is some of, the, some of the various ways how we want to continue to feed our mind. Continue to feed our mind. Otherwise, like we said, the mind, one, can walk away. That is possible. People can get into apostasy, which is a weak for falling away. Walk away from God. Not that God throws us away as Christians. You no, know, He wants us. To, he wants us to continue our relationship, and people can walk away from Him. And you know, we don't want that. That's another reason why we need to examine every thought, because these thoughts can take us down to a path. All right. And over time, we don't want that to happen. All right. Now, then we talked about how to have a how to have a lifestyle consistent victories. Because we talked about how the devil comes both directly and indirectly. Mm -hmm. So now let's deal with. How to deal with those direct thoughts in the moment. How to deal with those direct thoughts in the moment. We talked about that. There were three things we'd do. Number one, we said we're going to do the Jesus process. <laughs> we're going to keep it basic. He said, replace the thought with the scripture. So that thought comes. You know you have the mind of Christ. So if a thought comes that's not like Christ, that means, uh-oh, I need to think about what Jesus did when he was in the wilderness. He didn't get to a big debate. He just replaced that thought with the scripture. When we do that, we are actually renewing our minds. When we first got saved, you know, hands look new, face it too. No, 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 that's not what happened. It's a spiritual transaction. So from that perspective, our spirit, soul, and body, our spirit got renewed, but our minds and our bodies didn't. That's why God's saying, you got to continue to renew our mind so the things that tempted you before won't tempt you. But if, if we don't do something with it, those things that tempted us before we received Jesus as our Lord and Savior are, can be those same things that tempted us after we received Jesus as our Lord and Savior. Amen? You can reference Matthew 4, 1-11, Luke 4, 1-13, 2 Corinthians 10, 4-6, Romans 12, 1-2. Then we, let's look one over here. 2 Corinthians 10, 4-6, New King James Version. 
For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God to the, for the pulling down of strongholds. Here's the process. Casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Because these thoughts that are coming, so what we got to do? Bringing what? Every thought. How, that sounds like it's going to be a lot. Praise God you got the Holy Spirit to help you. To help you say, oh, that's not a good thought, that's not a good thought. All right, all right. Into captivity to the genius of Christ and being ready to punish all disobedience to our beings is fulfilled. Why? So we have to have, so everyone just be settled that we have to have a lifestyle of being ready to cast down thoughts. As long as we are alive on this side of life, we have a soul. And that soul is our mind, our will, and our emotions. Our mind tells us what we think, our will tells us what we want, and our emotions tell us how we feel. But the mind part of us tells us what to think. So we got to understand, we in this place, we want to get thoughts. So, now, praise God, we also got a God that protects us. So not every single thought is going to be bad, you got me? But those ones that come in, we got to cast those down. We got to do that. We got to cast down every thought, amen? All right, so... Just, just a, a note of encouragement. So, if you're at a place where you're thinking about, oh, I'm, I'm on that spinning wheel, I've been doing actions, I've been trying to get off, and it seems hard, and I understand now, through what God is saying, that that all started with a thought that happened three years ago, two weeks ago, yesterday. Guess what? It's still not too late. Praise God. It's still not too late. It's not too late. We do this process of casting out those direct thoughts. I don't care, even though the root may have been set in, and even though we may be on that spinning cycle trying to get off that thing, is trying to stop doing the stuff we know we shouldn't be doing, that's all sort of a thought. Praise God for His supernatural power in us through the Holy Spirit. We continue to dig up. Now, it may take a little longer than it may have been when the first started happened, but guess what? It can still happen. We can dig up that tree, dig up that tree. Every time that thought comes, no better point gets trapped prosper. No better point gets trapped prosper. No better point gets trapped prosper. That ground's getting tilled. No better point gets trapped prosper. I can go off into Christ's training. You, you digging, you digging, you digging every time. And now, after, time, after a while, it becomes so easy. You see that thought coming from a mile away. You know, no, 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 no. Uh, I'm getting off this. And then as your mind changes, then your actions will follow like, Okay, not only did I have a desire to stop doing that thing, now I've got some scripture and some word behind it. I'm believing the word. Now, when that opportunity for that thing comes, I'm going to start doing something. Praise God. God is so awesome. God is so awesome. But it's not too late. Okay, when the thought came, it is mm. not too late. Yes. Amen. Praise God. All right, so number two, and my, and my kids know this, was three things to do with those direct thoughts. Number one was based off of the scripture. Number two, say the name Jesus. Praise God. You reference Philippians 2, 9 through 11. Um, that's just my young adults. My young adults. They're not kids. They're still Shut up. They're still like kids. <laughs> Luke, Luke 10, 17. Amen. <laughs> so, so you see one of them behind the camera. <laughs> so so again, the, the Bible says, at the name of Jesus. So we should never, even when we say praise, and, and everything we do in Jesus' name, we should never take that as a, as a thing to say. This is Jesus' name. God sees us through his son, Jesus. He sees his blood. Lord, that's the only reason he continues to forgive us for the sins we do. Glory to God. So that being the case, the name of Jesus' power says, at the name of Jesus, Every knee will bow. Glory to God. That's both in heaven, on earth, and under the earth. Glory to God. And every tongue shall confess that Jesus is Lord. That's why we say, 
it is very important that we our knees bow on this side of life to call Jesus Lord. Because if they bow, for people who when those knees are going to bow and still call him Lord regardless on the other side of life, then it's going to be too late. See, you got to say, everyone's going to believe that Jesus is Lord. I don't care, the atheist, uh, agnostic, I don't care who they are right now. Everyone is going to claim that Jesus is Lord. It is so much better to do it now on this side of life where we can serve him and do things he wants to do. Because when that happens on the other side, when people don't do it, then unfortunately they're getting that elevator going right down to hell. Alright? So, but they're going to play it first. So, amen? Amen? Alright, so again, so number one, replace the scriptures with the uh, with the thought with scripture, number two, say the name of Jesus, or number three, praying in tongues. We learned, we, uh, again, you reference the series that God did on understanding the Holy Spirit, praying in tongues, you reference Jude 20, praying our most holy faith. So those direct thoughts come, when those direct thoughts come, what do you do in the moment? Because you're in the shower, you're driving to work, you're just chilling. When those direct thoughts come, do one of these three things. Replace the thought with the scripture. Pray, say the name of Jesus. Speak in tongues. But sometimes you may, for whatever reason, you may forget the scripture. Say the name of Jesus. You, for whatever reason, you forget to say the name of Jesus, pray in tongues. You've got three options there. Amen? We've got to do something with that thought when it comes. When it comes. Alright? And then we reference 2 Corinthians 2 11, the King James Version. Lest Satan should take advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. So we just talked about what to do, and this is also reviewed, we just talked about what to do, look out, in the, in the moment when those direct thoughts come, but, like the scripture just says, we're not, praise God, we're not ignorant of the enemy's devices, so we should prepare for those moments. So now, God's going to talk about, he's going to review, what to do to prepare for those moments, because we just talked about what to do in the moments, but let's prepare, let's, let's, let's be geared up, alright? So what to do before the moment. So before the moment, it's a checklist of preparation, alright? We talked about this. Number one, pray and believe. Pray and believe God that He is Word and He is who He is and He will honor His Word and the things you ask for and removing things from you, He will do it. Faith is something the things hoped for and evidence of things not seen, alright? Faith is being sure what you hope for and certain what you do not see, alright? Reverend Hebrews for that, alright? Uh, next. Self-labels. This, this is time for you to be honest with yourself. Be honest with yourself and say, what areas do I have? Excuse me, that scene that you have opened the door. Guess what? You should identify because the enemy knows. The, the enemy knows those areas because somewhere along the line we let a thought in and we let that door open. So be honest with yourself. So is the area of anger? Is it money concerns? Is it depression? Is it pain? Sorrow? Uh, you know, concern about health, sickness, or disease? Is it lust? Worry, never someone close, whatever the category is, find out what to be honest with yourself. Because then when you do that, then you can go to this next step of look in the back of your physical Bible based on those categories and find the scriptures that are based on those words. So if it's anger, you want to find all the scriptures that deal with anger. Yeah, you want to do that. I say physical Bible because you have the concordance in the back. So you look at the back of the Bible, most study Bible, you have a concordance, you look up that word. You find all the scriptures that deal with, in this particular case, anger. Alright? Um, and we said before, and note, if you don't see that word anger or, or whatever word you're thinking about, uh, do a word association because there's going to be one word, another word that's like that in there. Alright? Now we said physical Bible, but then you can look at the online, we have a number of online um, uh, resources BibleGateway.com, Blue uh, Letter Bible. You do the same thing, just type in a word in the search bar, and you'll see the various scriptures that pop up. Alright? Praise God. All right, you just leave it there, baby. Uh, and then next, review all the scriptures that are listed. So you want to write those scriptures down 
and that you found, now you want to write them down, now you want to start reviewing. What do those scriptures say? Not just the references, but you actually want to view what the scriptures say. Especially the ones that slap you in the face. The ones that don't feel good. The ones that are not talking about, hey, we live an abundant life. Yeah, we do. But let's also talk about that, oh, I, I abstain and shrink from sexual immorality. Ooh, that's slapping right there in the face. Then we want to choose to believe the scriptures. It's not just that we see the scriptures, but we want to choose to believe what they say. Amen? Amen. All right? The scriptures are very, very important. Then we want to get at least one to three of those scriptures in our heart. We talked about how to get scriptures in our heart. When you get a scripture in your heart is, number one, believe, choose to believe it. And number two, repeat it. So repetition. Verbally repeat it. So number one, choose to believe the scripture. Then number two, Repeat it, verbally repeat it. You keep doing those and you'll get the scripture in your heart. Amen. No different than saying your name. Alright? It's not just mental. You believe it in your heart and you keep saying it. Alright? Repetition. Alright? Alright? Then next we said, now you actually got to do the scripture. You got to do what it's telling you to do. A, how? Uh, when that negative thought comes, again, just like the Jesus process, when that negative thought comes, you want to replace that thought with the scripture. Because now you're actually doing the word, like we learned in James. Now you're not actually. In your, you're by yourself, you're in the shower, and that negative thought comes because the enemy doesn't play fair. It's, it's going to seem like it's an inopportune time. You're in the shower, just chilling. A negative thought comes. You say, oh, wait, I want to be like Jane. I want to do the word. I heard the message, and now it's an opportunity for me actually to do it. I can replace that thought. I can do all things through pressure, shouldn't be. All right, so that thought comes, you keep saying it. Amen. You say and keep saying. Just like Jesus kept saying the word in that example, we keep saying. All right? All right? And you reference there. Uh, then B, at the same time, also meditate. You also want to do Philippians 4 and 8. So at the same time, let's say a thought comes, you say, all right, cool, I can do all things you pray to me. You say in that word. And then simultaneously, you're also doing the other scripture, which is Philippians 4 and 8, um, which we'll go over, and you want to meditate on something that's blessed. Think, of, think about yourself worshiping God. See yourself open up scriptures. See yourself engage in worship. See yourself when the last time you won a basketball championship. The last time or the first time that you went uh, skiing. Or when you and your spouse got married the wedding day. So now you're thinking about those blessed thoughts while you keep saying, I can do all things to Christ gently. I can do all things to Christ gently. Glory to God. And the Bible says when, you, when we submit to God, meaning we choose to do something God wants us to do because he is God, excuse me, resist the devil. When we are resisting the devil, we are doing that by saying scriptures. Glory to God, we're resisting. We're not just taking in the thought. We're not just sitting there digging. We're resisting the scriptures. By, I mean, resisting the devil by saying scriptures. The Bible says he's guaranteed to flee. We submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee. Glory to God. Praise God. Praise God. And then see what he can uh, continue to do the action he's telling us to do. All right? And then we keep that process. Keep that process going. This is a lifestyle. So everyone just be, just be settled with the fact that this won't just happen once because we still have the devil until God can destroy him. So that means he will always try to fire darts at our minds, at our thoughts. So be comfortable if this is a lifestyle. So, guess what? Start where you are. If you happen to only know one scripture right now, keep saying that scripture. But, like we said in this process, be honest with yourself. Find out the area where there may be holes in your life and say, alright, let, let me put it aside. And you, you know, put aside the TV, and you put aside YouTube, and you do all those kind of things, and you put aside IG, and you put aside basketball, and all the other kind of things, and we just make some time, and we just find an area, because this is about life, and we find an area where I got holes that find some scriptures, and say, all right, cool, I, I, I'm, let, me, let, me, let me get at least one or three of them to start in my, in my heart, 
So when that thought comes, boom, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready because the enemy is not going to play fair. All right? All right, now, now we've talked about direct thoughts about what to do in a moment. Now let's talk about what to do with those indirect thoughts. You know, those thoughts that seem to come a different kind of way. Like, like for example, words that, that come through hearing that from, from either people or they might, when, I say, when we say people, they may be having another conversation in there or through, uh, through the radio or TV or, you know, you see something on social media or whatever. So it's not maybe directly at you, but they're coming through. But again, this is another way that the enemy tries to come because if we don't do something with that thought through words that become thought, then fear could come. Let's say that they say you see a commercial about cancer. Well, that ain't talking to you, but the thought of cancer and the fear could come. Now, you got to do something with that. So here's what God is saying to do with those indirect thoughts in the moment. You want to say these things. You say, I rebuke that in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus. You want to say, 10,000 may fall, but shall not come nigh me. Glory to God. You can reference his principles there in Luke 4 and 35 and Psalm 91 and 7. Again, when those indirect thoughts, I don't care if they're not talking to you on that TV about diabetes or cancer. You want to say, 10,000 may fall, but shall not come nigh me. You want to do something so that thought doesn't even have a chance to come in you. You want to, oh, I rebuke that in Jesus' name. You know what I mean? And so, you say, and you want to say it, have it in your heart and say it out of your mouth because you don't take thoughts lightly. Very, very important. Very, very important. Again, everybody say, I rebuke that. I rebuke that. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Everybody say, 10,000 may fall. 10,000 may fall. Or shall not condemn me. That's at least two things. Jesus has given us the power to rebuke the areas of the enemy. And Psalms made it clear, glory God, we don't have to receive things. I don't care if it's even, guess what? It could even be something that happens to a Christian down the street. There could be a, you know, Christians that may be going through different things, coronavirus or whatever, and be praying for them and, and showing love, don't get me wrong, but you don't have to receive that that's going to happen to you. Just because it may have happened to even a cousin or a parent or even somebody else in the body of Christ. Be praying for them, be loving them. But you don't have to receive this when it happens to you, amen? Sure that's, what the, that's what the Bible says. It ain't what Pastor Mike, it's what the Bible says. Alright? So now, uh, so now, here we are for today. This is a couple pieces. So, guess what? Thoughts also can be used for our victories. We've dealt a lot with how to deal with uh, what may seem to be negative thoughts. This is what happens with people. Um, but we also have to know, thoughts can be blessed. You know, we can utilize thoughts for our blessed victories, amen? amen. Let's look at Romans 12, 1 through 2, New King James Version. I beseech you, therefore, brother, by the mercy of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable God, which is a reasonable service. Do not be, excuse me, and do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing, this is ongoing, this is a lifestyle until Jesus comes, renewings, the I-N-G, ongoing, of your mind. That you may prove what is that good and acceptable for the of God. Yes, that means when you got saved, your mind did not get saved. That means we have to take some time and put some work in and replace old thinking with new thoughts. And you may have got saved 25 years ago, 2 minutes ago. It doesn't matter because as a lifestyle, as we continue to grow and to be, um, be with the Lord, there's areas in our lives that we need to continue to renew our mind in. And so that we get to a point in different areas to where our old thought might have been that, you know, drinking alcohol is all cool and good. Now our mind says, oh, no, our, my, my body's a temple. I need to be replacing that. Okay, all right, so now so now I have a new way of thinking. 
But until that point comes, you got to continue to cast down those thoughts. Amen? Praise God. Praise God. Let's look at Colossians 3, 1 through 4, New Living Translation. Since you have been raised to new life with Christ, set your sights on the realities of heaven where Christ sits in the place of honor at God's right hand. So he's saying, look, as we go through life, think about things that are going on in heaven. You know, you know, a lot of times things try to attack the peace that God's already given us. Well, guess what? Let's take some time and think about what's going on in heaven. You know, as it is in heaven, on earth, as it is in heaven. So we should be thinking on those kind of things like, what's going on in heaven? What, what's the system like? What's the kingdom of God? What's the kingdom of heaven? How should we be operating down here on earth? Let's think about those things. Think about the things of heaven, not the things of earth. You got me? Now, that doesn't say don't pay a bill. Okay, he's not saying it's totally different because you ain't, ain't going to have no bills in heaven. Praise Jesus. All right? But, so he's not saying disrespect the things we need to, to do. But he's saying let our hearts and our thoughts be focused on those things so that we can then meditate on those and then commit the actions that are, that are happening in heaven down here on earth. When we're doing those things, we're advancing the kingdom of God. Amen? Like one part of the kingdom of God says, oh, no man, no. Alright, so if you got a bill, pay the bill. Pay, pay the bill. All right. For you died to this uh, life, and your real life is hidden with Christ and God. And when and when Christ, who is your life, is revealed to the whole world, you will share in his glory. Again, so thoughts can we can utilize thoughts for our victory. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. And the last one for today. Again, we can utilize thoughts for our victory. Praise God. Let's look at Philippians 4, 8 through 9. We talk, we talk around it, but let's go right to it. Philippians 4, 8 through 9, New King James Version. Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of a good report, if there is any virtue and if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. These are the things of heaven. These are the things we should be thinking about. So when you won that basketball championship, when you got married, when you had your firstborn child, and your secondborn child, and your eighthborn child, praise the Lord, love the kids. So when you have all these, these are things that are blessed. So we, let's meditate on these things. You've got a blessed evaluation at work. Meditate on these things. Give a chance to give God glory for all these things. You probably did it. Believe in God, you did it then. But continue to do that. These are the things we should be meditating on. Think, thinking about time of, of times of worship. Think about time of uh, studying scripture. Meditate on these things. Amen. Glory to God. The things which you learned and received and heard and saw in me, these do, and the God of peace will be with you. Amen. So praise God. So when it comes to thoughts, you have a responsibility of not only casting out and doing something with the evil thoughts, but we can we are charged to also think about blessed thoughts. Think about these things because as we think about them, we get them in our hearts, we can have some good trees and some good fruit and do those things that God wants us to do. Amen. Give God glory. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. So this is that, that time for that reminder charge. We want to make sure that we uh, underline the thing we may have underlined or took screenshots of. We want to say, okay, cool, cool, cool. That's, that's the thing I'm going to start doing this week. That's the thing I want to start doing this week. All right, we want to do it while it's fresh. Why? Because we want to be doing the word and not just here. Now, here's the other part. It's not just for us. Yes, we should be going and studying, making sure we're doing the word and not just being here.
but then we also have a responsibility then to share it out, to share it, to share out what we've heard, how to advance God's kingdom so that someone else, you know, Cousin Pookie and Miss Sally, whoever, at the teacher, at the school, whatever, so that we get a chance to, to you know, we hear from the Holy Spirit, they might be going through something, or they're dealing with something, or, or just proactively, you can see your fly there, or proactively, send them some of the things that you learn. So it's not just that we learn it, and we share it with other people, so that the kingdom of God, God's system, method, and way to grow me, not just within us, but within the entire world as well. Amen? Give God glory.